it's not about my my effort you know it's it's about the work of jesus christ on the cross <gasps> and jesus softened my heart and broke in and said you are sinful but guess what i'm not going to run away from you because of that i'm going to run towards you and i've provided a way for you to have eternity with god if you just follow me you know it's just the most overwhelming thing that's ever happened to me because for the first time i felt like christ was with me you know what i felt like i could just i just felt like the biggest weight was just lifted off my shoulders yo 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 happy new year everybody what is going on let's go uh vaughn here from vaughn and clay all day thanks for joining for another episode yeah this is clay here and we're joined by a new guest. We got our hey, boy, Jay Kelly. Jordan. Jay Kelly. What's going on? What's up? <laughs> Dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. Do you want to take a minute to introduce yourself, share a little bit about who you are, where you're from? Cool. Um, I'm Jordan Kelly. Um, I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Um, hey, hey. I teach fifth grade um, elementary at Benson West. I'm enjoying it. And um, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Dude, let's go. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time. Is it cool if I pray for us before we hop into this? Oh, for sure. Okay, let's go. King Jesus, God, you're so good. I just thank you for another opportunity to share what you're doing in one of our friends' lives, mm-hmm. Lord. I want to pray that you'd get all of the glory mm-hmm. for this episode, Lord, that you would speak through us, that we would be able to hold your name up, and that everyone listening would see how good you are and just be encouraged by the work that you've done in Jordan's life, God. Just mm-hmm. thank you for the story that you've written and the story that you're writing in his life, God. Um just thank you for another opportunity. We love you. Amen. Amen. All right, bro. Million dollar question. Go ahead. How did you come to know Jesus? Oh, um, man. So I kind of I came to know Jesus at a very young age. Um, I was born on a Thursday, and I was given back to Jesus on the specifics. Sunday. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, my mom, they I recorded it. Like, I was a little kid in a little bassinet, and they had me in oh. the front. Um, I need to see some pictures sometime. <laughs> oh, I got some with my with my grandfather where me and him both wearing matching shades. Oh, that's cute. Uh, but yeah, I was I was just as the cliche says, I was born in a Christian home. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think the person who really taught me the most at a very very young age was my grandmother. Mm. Uh, my grandmother was a spiritual woman, man. She mm. she would have conversation with Jesus every morning, wow. not just prayer. She would go out to the porch and say, hey, yeah. "Like Jesus, this is going on in my life," and I, I'm just first off, I'm glad to talk to you. That's wow. amazing. And it's like I have this, these things going on, and she she was on a fixed income, but she never wavered in faith wow hmm. she would tell me opportunities where she think the lights would go off but they would extend it a day and then a check hmm. would show up wow so i mean she taught me from a young age she introduced me to my favorite book of the bible which is exodus hey. the movie, prince of egypt yeah, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm that cliche christian <laughs> no no <you're> good. <laughs> yeah but i but it was like wait god can do that he can make hail come down he can make the red sea split. he's that powerful he's yeah. that big and I'm like, yeah. yeah and so i gave my life to jesus at a young age at five and many wow. people think man that's are you sure does that count i'm like i had no other other thought like, yeah I, she told me you knew everything. who he was yeah yes wow. um it's so cool how faithful she was oh yeah and I'm, i love how pert like it's so cool how personal she made that relationship with god yeah. of just that daily conversation oh yeah and i and i watched it she would um she would have breakfast for me 
And I'll be eating while watching, you know, cartoons, PBS Kids. Uh huh. <laughs> and she would go to the porch. And I'm like, why does she? Why is she going to the porch? I, she, I know she don't like cartoons, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she would go out, wow. and she would just have conversations with Jesus. And wow. sometimes she would just like look into the sky and just admire the beauty that was there before. Mm-hmm. Her. Wow. She would enjoy the grass. How she would wow. tell me, she would tell me, my grass looks amazing. It's not because of I put this and that's because, you know, God waters it. And wow. I, you know, I trust him with that. I was like, you're admiring God through the grass? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, but that's just all, everything, things. everything was to God. Everything was glorifying to God. Everything, like it wasn't her, it wasn't the next person who helped her, it was God hmm. using that person as an instrument or God blessing everything around her. Yeah. And so when I came at the age of five to say, look, he's my Lord and Savior, I meant that because yeah. she told me everything about it. And my mom too. She she was definitely somebody who, when I was little, she had to work before and after school as a leader, a program director, mm. and she worked as a teacher. Yeah. So she was working 12-hour days at the school consistently. Yeah. And so she showed me how to be faithful in, you know, the small things as far as loving on kids. Yes. The stories of how on picture day she would do a girl's hair because something happened at home. Wow. She has no control over. Just those acts of love to to show them, hey, I love you. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Oh, she would say it too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to a classroom (laughs) Uh, and she told her kids, like, she was, this kid was messing up, like, screaming and fighting. like, hey, come here. I was like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> What's she about to do? Yeah, because I, yeah, there's stories of how I was in that same predicament. And I was like, oh, oh. I, I got it. Uh-huh. She was down the hall when I was in elementary school. They didn't send me to the office. They just sent they me sent to, you to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> but she would bring that kid up. And it's like, look, you know, I care about you, right? And mm. it's like, Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're better than that, right? It's like, yeah, you know, I love you, right? It's like, yeah, and send him back to the seat. And I'm like, man, wow, some cool. that patience, and I think she's the reason why I went into teaching. Yeah, she wow. is. There's no, I would not be a teacher if it wasn't for her. Wow, mm-hmm. that model that she set. And yeah, that's cool how she was able to show God's love to her students mm-hmm. through that because. Yeah, most teachers would just send you out of the room mm-hmm. or be like, "Why, you know, why are you doing bad things?" But she's saying, "Hey." I know you can do better, but I love you. You know, yeah. so yeah. cool. Realizing that, um, I think teaching is one of those things that show what grace truly is. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, if you think that um, this kid is this is this that and the other, and they're not going to mm-hmm. amount to it, they're going to feel that. They will they, know that. They know they're that. not. They're not. They're um, smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can pick up on all that. Exactly, and the fact that you can realize hey i was saved by grace yes. i'm not perfect yeah. i i can mess up in a lesson plan that day <laughs> and then they messed up i was like well I can't. <laughs> like one for one like oh for one both of us were both, of we us, both yeah. messed up same so, page yeah so i mean and when you show that to them that can just blow their mind telling kid that you're sorry that you done wrong and you'll do better Oh man, the, mm-hmm. I I said that the first year, which was last year, was my first year teaching, and mm-hmm. I told my class like I'm sorry, and they were like, "What? what? <laughs> you're not you're other than the principal, you're the main person in charge because I'm like six one and I'm and, a male teacher. They haven't seen many of those. I call myself yeah. the unicorn of education. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but um, but they were like, man, I don't. My parents don't even tell me I'm that mm. they're sorry. Yeah. you know because. That's something that, hey, I was given grace because yes. I know I was given grace through Christ. Mm-hmm. And I can show that grace to them because of that. 
That's、mm-hmm. so cool. And setting that model for them, yeah, you know, because when they see their teacher acting a certain way, that's going to impact them. Yeah, but, but for it, you, out of that's so humble to say, "Hey, I'm sorry,"、mm-hmm. and just to be able to show that example is huge. Yeah, but it took it took me a while. So yes, I I gave my life when I was five.、Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Living for Christ took a long. <laughs>、yeah. It took it took stages, man. Yeah.、Mm. So. I mean, I played sports all my life,、mm-hmm. and walking bucket. I, <laughs> I will say a crawling bucket. A crawling bucket. <laughs> I mean, it took it took me some time. I can get it, I can score when I want to, but <laughs> but the thing is, like, I started playing、um, when I was in fifth grade because there was this uh, this person, uh, this girl.、Mm-hmm. She said, "You can't play basketball with us," and she was good.、Mm. She was good. Like she had her name in the newspaper. Wow. Hmm. And she, every recess was like, I got to prove to her that I can play. Uh huh. And she would always get the best players, and I would always like get my butt whooped because <laughs> she, she was, she was, she was a D one player at one point. Wow. Yeah.、Dang. And so、um, that it ingrained in me that I had to be good enough、mm. to be、hmm. on this to play, just to be there. Yeah. And many people think, oh, that's good, that's competitiveness, and that's good. But there's different things. Competitive, and having ingrained that you have to do something to earn,、mm-hmm. earn、yes. uh, some people's praise to、mm-hmm. earn your spot、yes. somewhere. Like、yeah. you're always striving. Yes, and、mm-hmm. that and that was just it became to the point where it's almost natural,、mm. and that's something that I don't I don't want people to realize. Like you don't have to strive for, especially. In Christ, you don't have to strive. Yeah, you know? you're accepted as you are. Exactly.、Yeah. He he accepts you as who you are, but he wants to make you better. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And, right. And so, I went through middle school, high school. Like I have to do this to earn.、Hmm. Like I have to earn that scholarship. I have to earn that A. I have to earn those the accolades. Which yeah. Yes, you have to work to make things happen. But if you need to work to make, um. To make yourself seem all right, yes, there's、difference. it's going to be a problem. Yeah,、right. and never I, ending. It never ends. It's like it's like drinking salt water.、Mm. Mm-hmm. You drink it, and you're like, okay, I'm filled for a second, but then, oh man,、It、dries up. I want more. Yeah. Yes.、Right. So、hmm. I went. I went through that. That, and then it caused comparison traps.、Mm. Um, I'm playing basketball in my school, and I'm looking at a school this. Person on the other side of Wichita trying to think, man, I got it. I got to. He scored thirty. I got to score thirty-five. Yeah, I need to stack up. Yeah, and that was it. Was not healthy, and、um, I think the the point where it all started coming to play was when I came up here in Nebraska.、Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was going to school at Wichita State. I was able to get a full academic scholarship there. Wow,、um, I didn't know that. Yeah,、um, is that straight out of high school? Straight out of high school, I was in this、uh, scholarship contest where、wow. they not—it's not looking at just grades, but your personality,、mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. ability to work with others. Like one of the things they did was they took us to a basketball game,、uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to see how we interacted with、uh, people that was higher up at Wichita State,、um, mm-hmm. and. And、they have a good team. Oh yeah. Oh, it was the year they the year I tried to go out for them. <laughs> the year they went thirty seven and no. Oh my goodness. Oh, for real. Kentucky. No yeah. Way. Sweet sixteen, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, I would want to play for them. Would be amazing.、Mm-hmm. And I'm. I look back. I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. yeah.、Huh. Being able to, they played all the way until like, yeah, like April. April.、Yeah. That would be a grind. Uh、uh-uh. uh. 
<laughs> I, I love my mom's home, home cooking. I can't go. <laughs> I can't go that can't go long. that long. That's too long. Yeah, and so I went there, and that's when that identity thing started to creep up. Mm-hmm. Where I got to I got to do this to be accepted by this crowd. Where I was. Mm. I, I I would live in the party life. I was mm-hmm. living the party life. I lived in the dorms. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing things that, man, I never thought I would do. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, my grandma's up the street. She taught me these things. I don't, she would not, you know? And then yeah, mm-hmm. it was to the point where Monday through Thursday, I was going to school. Like I had a 3.7 wow. that year, but yeah. Monday through Thursday, I would, but, yeah. I would study. And then Friday, Saturday, I would do the party life, and then mm-hmm. Sunday was a cover day. I, I was as for me, I felt I was far from God during that time mm. because He was not on my mind. Mm-hmm. There was no, I say Jesus is supposed to be our priority. He was not even on my list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not in your thoughts. Not no. In, yeah. And what's amazing was I still had this desire to play sports. I mm-hmm. thought the desire that I needed to feel was me playing sports, mm-hmm. and so. I had a coworker who he knew the athletic director at Grace University and he allowed me to get a chance to try out. And so he they gave me a shot, they gave me a scholar, a partial scholarship to play. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this this is where this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. I, I made it. I'm gonna work hard, make the best of my opportunity, mm-hmm. and this is what I really needed. Mm. And I, it was like the book of Ruth. Like God wasn't in the picture, but he was pulling, he was the strings. pulling all the strings. Yeah, right. He was yes. like, okay, I'm going to use your desires to get you closer to me. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I look at the what grace was as far as like the rules and things like that. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so I have a curfew? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be at this place at this time and this and that. And I was like, you know what? It's It's basketball. I'm willing to do it. Yeah. And so I did. And what's crazy was those first two years broke all of those things that that plagued me. Mm. Not all of it, but God just broke that foundation of wrongness that the evil one tried to set up mm. in my life. Like, you have to live life this certain way. You got to strive for that dollar. You got to make sure you have a career where you're comfortable. Mm. Um, hmm. And it was gone. Like, I, I, I remember after that second year, I was at Grace because I... I love the atmosphere of mm-hmm. people who believe in the same things. And I look back on it now, it's like, man, I missed so many opportunities then. Mm. Like it was a small school. Like it wasn't you the way way yeah. you had fun at Grace was <laughs> you would go to chapel on Monday, you would play board games throughout the week. Uh-huh. And then probably like maybe late night runs to Walmart at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But the community that you did it with, you knew that they had your best interest at heart. Mm. I met people um, that I will know for the rest of my life. And the fact that I know, not just for the rest of this life, but for eternity. For eternity. Yeah, that's yes. Good. That's a good point. That's and such a good point. they pushed me not to be, not just a better man, but to be a better man in Christ. Yes. You, I realized that, your close friends, what's your biggest motivation in life? That's what brings you together. And mm. if you're, and if your biggest motiva- motivation is to make Christ known and you're on mission together mm. and that you guys aren't going, you're not, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and the fact that I have Huge. like, man, the fact that we, we went through some craziness, you know, cause grace eventually closed. 
Yeah. And the last year, me and my close friends, we were taking like, <laughs> <laughs> Clay knows this. Uh, I know you've told me. <laughs> so the last year when we, I found out, before I found out that Grace was closing, I was trying to make a schedule where I can not take as much credits so I can, you know, space along and, uh-huh. you know, yeah. like retain everything. You yes. Know? <laughs> Two weeks after that, they said Grace was closing. I was like, oh, oh man. man. I had to take 25 credits. Oh my god. semester. That, oh my that should be illegal. If, oh, if there was people taking 30 plus. That's so I can't even imagine. 30 plus. <laughs> and I mean, from it it was to the point where we went from hanging out, like I said, playing board games yeah, and playing. Making video the games. Walmart runs. We was do our way we hung out was we would study. <laughs> we would meet in a yeah. library and we would just like just, all right, we're going to study here, and then afterwards we're going to study at a different place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, but we we persevered, and it showed how mm. you know, you know, God got us through that. There's yes. no way, like you said, it's it should be illegal to have take that many credits. <laughs> yes. But the fact that I wasn't alone in that, and I had people mm. who were right there with me, just shows that you know God was sovereign over all of it, mm-hmm. and how important community is. So huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that. I went into teaching, and again, it was because of my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, <laughs> she, she, like I said before, she showed how to love on others. She worked in a public school. Like, so there's not that, you know, I love Jesus on the wall and things like that. You have to, you have to yeah. show that. You really have to yeah. live it out. Yeah. And she definitely um, showed that through how she taught, how she worked with um, kids who were like troubled kids. Like we lived in the inner city. Mm-hmm. I lived where, where I lived in Wichita would be considered like North O. Uh huh. And I never would have known that. Yeah. Because my mom, she, she went through that life as a kid. Yeah. Um, I never went without and mm. she loved us well and she loved, um, loved her students, loved her students well. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, man, um, as far as I came to know Jesus, like I knew, I started to live out for Jesus um, when I was in college more, um, and even more afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. In 2019, uh, before the hectic year we all yeah. came past, uh-huh. I remember waking up, and this was like another like point in my life. So I was on my own. I was student teaching. And I was working part-time too. Wow. So imagine working Monday through Friday, <laughs> eight to eight to five. Eight to five. Mm-hmm. You're not getting paid for it. You're not getting paid for it. You're yeah. paying them. And I'm <laughs> you're, you're, paying, you're paying to do teacher's work. Uh-huh. And I was working part-time at another place, um, 20, 25, 30 hours a week. Mm. Wow. So I didn't have community. Mm-hmm. I, but 2019, I remember just waking up on the first. Um, I just there was this Bible next to my desk, mm-hmm. and I was like, it was a, a Bible plan. You read, um, a Old Testament verse, New Testament verse, mm-hmm. a Psalm and a proverb. I was like, okay, yeah, let me get into it. Okay, mm-hmm. the first one's Genesis. Okay, I know. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, you know, yeah, yeah. And then you read Matthew. Was like, oh well, I know this is going to be lineage, and then Psalm and mm-hmm. Proverbs. Mm-hmm. So I read the first day, and then the second day, and the third mm-hmm. day. And it got to the point where I was in March, like, okay, I I need to read more. Yeah. I need to read more. Wow. That's and cool. 
So I finished it in six months. It was a no year way. Plus I finished in six months. <laughs> nice. I think you're the only person ever that's done that. Yeah. Oh, no. that's a record. No, no. no, no. <laughs> I, I, when I go through a reading plan, it's one year. I finish it in two and a half years. <laughs> Still going through it. Yes. Yeah. Her, yeah. And so that's I remember awesome. like, okay, so I read it and I'm like, I'm going to a different translation. So I went from like NLT, yeah. which was yep. something that was easy for me to to ingest and Consume, yeah. like swore around in my heart. I yep. went to NIV because it was more close to the mm-hmm. Yeah. Finished that and not trying to boast, but, no. but it's cool just to see your hunger for the word though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I finished that in January. Wow. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this again. Yeah. And I did the ESV and I'm going through that again. Yeah. And the reason why was because that first time I picked it up in 2009. Well, I've, I've read the Bible, but I haven't read it from cover to cover. Right. Mm. And when you read it from cover to cover, you start to realize the how everything points to Jesus. Yes. yes. Every single thing. Everything. Like today, not today, Um, a few days ago, I finished Job. Mm, now, nice. the main point of Job is like, oh, well, it's about suffering. And even though you can be doing things right, you know. You can st- you're still going to come on hard times. Yeah. That's not the main point, to be honest. Here's the main point is this. Job points to Jesus in a way that the suffering that Job went through, mm-hmm. Jesus went through that for our eternity. Yeah. Yes. There's yes. a point where, so there's a point if you look at it, there's a point in Job, I'm not, the chapter I can't tell you, it's like my friends are away from me. My crown of glory has been taken from me. Mm. Jesus took off his crown of glory for yes. a crown of thorns. Yes. His friends scattered in Garden of Gethsemane. They left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at the end, um, in Job 42, after God has revealed like that Job doesn't know much, yeah. <laughs> yep. he says to Eliphaz, his friends that said, well, Job, you must have done something wrong. You had to do yeah. something wrong, right? Right. <laughs> Job, he tells them, look, you have talked wrongly about me. Now I want you to sacrifice these bulls and have Joe pray for have Joe pray for you. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. If you go to Hebrews, it says that Jesus is a priest who prays for us, interceding for us. Yes. So that we don't because God said you need to yeah. do this so I don't like cast you down for your folly of me. Yeah. Jesus is doing that even now. Yeah, on our behalf. So that we don't have to take God's wrath for the folly that we've genetically have. Yeah. Right? And so when I was reading through it, like, of course, you know, Job, you're reading through it. It's like, man, the first thing you're, when you go through Job, it's like, oh, he had one thing. And then at the end, he had twice as much. Uh huh. Yep. But when you're reading Job and you're reading like the gospel, you're reading Hebrews, yes. and you're just in the context of, the, of all of scripture. Yes. All of it points to, and the part that, that I go to that, that makes that true is when, um, after Jesus was crucified and his disciples are going on a walk back to a certain, uh, country. And this man comes up to him and was like, why are you so downcast? What's going on with you? It's like, our, mm. we, our Lord is, has been crucified, and he's, we're not sure what's going on, and we don't know why this has happened. Yeah. And he says, don't you know the scriptures? And he says, from, mm. the, from Moses mm. through the prophets, point mm. yes. how it point to Jesus. And many mm. people are like, you're just, you're just putting Jesus in everything. It's like, <laughs> all of it is that, supposed to. Yeah. Yes. If you I love it. If you can't find the gospel... In that and it's it's yes. going to be a long read for you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, but if you can see how Jesus is being foreshadowed, being portrayed, and being pointed to, mm-hmm. 
Like Leviticus. Le- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'll be honest, Leviticus is the hardest one. It's, that's yeah. a grind. Yeah. <laughs> You're reading about some molds and some, yeah. some, some weird diseases. <laughs> yeah, and cleanliness. And uh, yep. It's like separate for seven days. Like, okay, we, uh-huh. we can definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, God, they're telling us to do a week. You only said seven. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows how we are very, like, our iniquity is yes. dirty. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's sickening. It's. It's like, it's like if you you like with Sailor. Yeah, she spits up at times, right? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, she, she spits up <laughs> all at over times, me. Right? <laughs> so you love your daughter tremendously. Yes, but that sickness caused you, or like she uh-huh. lets or uses the bathroom on herself. Yep, you love her for who she is. Yes, but because she's unclean, it makes like, ugh, uh, yeah. Ugh. God loves you. I don't want her to sit in that. Yeah, but <laughs> God loves you enough. The the mess that you're in. Yeah, He sees that, and through Jesus, He can love you, and Jesus can take that mess, and He can have He can be with you for eternity. Yes, you love your daughter, but it's that mess that you just can't you can't stand. Yes, but but yeah. God, that yeah. that's such a good analogy. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, but yeah, man, that's um, going through the Word has just been eye-opening to me and it's the only book that i can finish it i'm like let's do it again let's, let's go again let's do yeah. it again let's let's make it harder let's let's go through it let's go through a translation i never used before let's go let's look yeah. at the greek yes let's yeah. look at the hebrew and i'm like i've when we was taking all those classes i had people taking greek and i'm like i'm never uh, you're like nope ever <laughs> what's the concordance what is that? what is that yep <laughs> and i'm like oh man did you, do you know that this word means this and this uh-huh. and that. And yeah. my friend's like, we graduated two years ago. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't, yeah. Well, we do need that, but, but we don't, you know. Yeah. No. It's so cool to see your passion for God's word. And I love how you were able to see the way, like, to be able to read Job and to see how, yes, there there are some things that we can learn like you said, you know, about, about our suffering, but ultimately it's pointing to what Jesus did for us, mm-hmm. which is so, that's so key, mm-hmm. I think, because if you are going through scripture and you're only looking for yourself, mm-hmm. or if you're only looking for direct applications to your life, and, you know, it, you're going to run out of, yeah. and, and, and you're going to run out of energy to go through it. But when you see, hey, actually, that's pointing to Jesus yeah. and what he did for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like one of the big stories that um, many people, try to put themselves in is yeah. like David and Goliath. Yes. Yeah. They yes. try to say, well, like, yeah. I got to, if I believe and pray and believe in God enough, <laughs> I can take on. I can take on I my take guy. On. It's like, no, 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 no. So, and I'm, I'm getting mm-hmm. Bible nerdish here. Dude, go off. So, go off. So Goliath, <laughs> so Goliath is called a champion. Mm-hmm. So, the illustration I like to use is I've been watch, I watch Harry Potter during the holidays. Yes, you know? I watch Lord of the Rings. That soundtrack. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in in the fourth book, there's a thing called the Triwizard thing, mm-hmm. and they're called champions. But you're like, wait a minute, they didn't do anything yet. What have you called champions? A champion is someone who represents a country, a school, yep. or things like that. Mm-hmm. So when Goliath, who was a champion, instead of having thousands of people die in a war, they said, okay, if you beat me. Then we lose. Then, mm. If you win, if we win, we take over. We t- yes. And so what that means is David is points to Jesus in a way like Jesus is our champion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He literally yeah. said, I'm not letting them go through that. I'm yeah, going to step through. in and yep. even die. That's good. 
yeah. so that no one else have to face that eternal yeah. death. I'll yes. put it on Marshall's. Yep. I'll be you the did champion. it for us. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of like study. It takes a lot of deliberate um, time in God's presence to get that. I mean, mm-hmm. I I love to learn. I yeah. mean, I'm a teacher for a reason. Yes. I yeah. love school that much. Yeah. Yes. Um, but when you realize that everything points, it's not, we're not the main characters, even in our own story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, the, Amen. like the story that I had that I, that I shared, and there's some more that we can go into later. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. Mm. It's, there's so many different points in my life where I don't know how I got through it. Right. Mm. You know, I, be open. I suffer from depression and anxiety. Yeah. And there's been some really low points, especially that last year at school. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like being put in a position where I was able to preach the gospel to people who didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talked I talked to people who were um a Zionist, people who believe in nature, who mm-hmm. thinks like nature is our God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling them like so you find the mountains and all that, like, beautiful, right? It's like, yeah, I just, and I worship it, yeah. And I, I I know Christianity is this and this and that, but I just, I feel like I'm supposed to, you know, worship those things. I said, mm-hmm. what if I tell you that the God who made it wants you to enjoy it? Yes. What yeah. if he wants you to look at the skies and think, man, this is amazing, but realize it was his hand, his it words him. that sculpted it. Yeah, yes. Right. And his, he's never heard that before. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And- it's, and you know, it's those times where you're in your, lo- your lowest point. You're like, man, I don't know how I can be used. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I can be useful for the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was there. And if anybody like whoever listens to this, even at your lowest point in your darkest moment, you can be a light to someone. Yeah, Amen. 100%. You can yes. be at, you could be like broke with no money mm-hmm. and you can still have this hope. And people are like, you, wh- how? Yeah, you like your your lights could be shut off. You you could mm-hmm. be evicted soon, but you're still holding on. Like I would have given up a long time ago. What is that? Yeah. And like Jesus says, like you are the light of the world. Yes, you're not meant to just go through it in the dark. You're supposed to illuminate wherever you are. Yeah. You're a salt of the earth. You're supposed to preserve all the iniquity and nastiness. You're supposed to be someone that mm-hmm. causes life to generate. Mm-hmm. Yes, know? and so that's something that you know through my bouts of my my lowest points god can still use me and still desires me even then yeah and he can using you in those moments he shows the world hey you don't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. like you know that example you said if you're someone your lights are about to get cut off but you're still worshiping it shows the world that their joy isn't coming from their material things mm-hmm. or anything on this earth it's only coming from one place right right and that's christ yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing so good dude thanks for opening up bro yeah, yeah. that's great let's go that was awesome all right bro thanks for sharing your story yeah, man. um now it's time for the uh the easy part welcome to the valley of the hyenas <laughs> roast session <laughs> roast <Hey>. session <laughs> all right so Jordan, the first question I got for you is um, you talked about, you really highlighted your grandma and mm-hmm. you showed us your tattoo of her. And man, this might be a, a long answer, but what is probably the biggest thing you learned from her? Mm. That's a good question, Mark. That's a good one. Um, I think the main thing I got from her is unwavering faith. It's mm, good. And the fact that I knew. I was seeing the things that she was going through, mm-hmm. 
And the stories I hear of what she was going through when I wasn't there. I wasn't there when she passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, And just hearing how she endured, like she, she, one of the stories that come to my mind automatically is that she would do a candy. She, she sold candy. Mm -hmm. She had a candy shop in her house. So she would, you know, buy a candy and sell it to kids, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to make ends meet. But also it was, she was good. She let, she didn't just sell it from her porch. She let them come into the house Mm -hmm. until one point someone broke in and stole like all the candy and the money she had. Wow. And you know, from that, many people get like, they show off. They don't let nobody in. They're like, Nope, I'm not doing that again. Two weeks later, she started back up. Mm. Wow. Changed the locks though, but she right. still, yeah. right. she still that faith of, you know, even then I'll, I'll still keep going. Mm. And the moments where, ah, oh, man, she would tell me stories how, she didn't know she didn't know how she was gonna make ends meet. Mm-hmm. She she was on a fixed income. She was on a disability. Mm. Um, living on her own too. And that's that's still something like even back then, I'm like, how do you how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. And she just met, she would go to the porch where she would stay. She'd go to the porch and just say, God, you got this. Mm. And she would leave it at that. And she would get a letter or something from a family member, like, hey, God, just I just felt God telling me or prompt me to do this. And so here's something, here's just this little gift for you. Mm-hmm. And it make ends meet. And wow. it's one of those moments where, like when Peter said to Jesus, like, where where we where will we go? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like you have the you have the live words of life here. Where are we supposed to go? So whenever I get into those points where like I doubt you know that big thought of like, well, is God really there? Mm-hmm. I I can't I can't I can't go to that place because my grandmother lived that out and showed it to me. The fact that I'm here today, um, another story about her. She had heart issues. Mm-hmm. She had a pacemaker to where if I'm close to her, you can hear like a click. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And. What happened was some situation where the, the aorta, the, one of the main valves in the heart, it like separated. Mm-hmm. So she immediately had to go into surgery. Mm-hmm. And when she went under, she said that she heard music she'd never heard before. Mm. Wow. And she, and I, and I say this because she had a bunch of old cassettes, CDs of just, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she did that to try to get that music and she could never find it. Mm. And she said, she said she heard a voice that, you know, she, a booming voice. And she said, the voice said, um, I'm not taking you at this moment, but when your sister comes to me, so will you. The same day her sister died was the same day my grandmother gave her life to Christ. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Then the voice said, you had to tend to your grandson. Mm. That was in 90, 93, 94. I'm born in 95. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I can't, wow. that, I have unwavering faith through her life because she was a, God prophesied and told her about me before <laughs> before I was even a thought in my dad's eye, I thought uh, whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's it was so crazy. I there's no there's no other mm. faith that I can go to, and yeah. this is the one I that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think for my grandma, it was unwavering faith. Wow, mm. that's good. That's so good. Yeah, it's so cool to see the model that she set mm-hmm. for you, and I love it. I it's also. 
as you mentioned in your story, just the way that she would go to God and talk with him. I feel like we don't do that enough. You know, like it's so easy to put God in a box mm-hmm. or just think about him on Sunday or anything like that. But to actually every moment of your day that pray prayer without ceasing mm-hmm. is that's so cool. Yeah. So it, yeah, Jordan, can you, can you talk about, you mentioned in your story in, you know, high school and college struggling with, you know, where your, where your identity was mm-hmm. sort of, you know, maybe it was in, in high school, it was in performance of, you know, trying to get the grades, trying to get recruited mm-hmm. the college with, with sports. What, what was that like? And then how, how would you describe your identity now? Like now that your identity is in Christ, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. I think um, the main difference is there is freedom there. Mm-hmm. When you go through life thinking that I have to make this work, I have to make this happen, I have to get to this to get this accolade, like I said before. Yeah. Many people think, man, I'm, I'm free to do whatever I want. In reality, no, you're not. No. You're chained up to something that you're um, naive to see. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I thought the way to get to make life meaningful was I need to put myself in the best possible position. Keyword, I have to put myself mm-hmm. in the best possible position. Yeah. And as we know, we are we're, we are flesh and we're fallen creatures. Mm-hmm. Even the good that we have, like Jesus says, is filthy rags. Yeah. It's tainted by our inability to do things, you know, perfectly. And if it's done perfectly with the wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school, one of the things that, it controlled me was it's the next thing. Mm. I have to do this and get to the next. Like I said, was like it's like salt water. Mm-hmm. You drink it yes. just to get to the next, the next fill, and then even yeah. then you still want you more. Still want more. Mm-hmm. It's never enough. Now, and I'm and I'll be honest with you, I still deal with that at times. You yeah. know, it's just some things that um some things that we as a culture continue to do, and I can break that down more, but it's a freedom knowing that. Even if that doesn't happen, even if I don't make that quota, even if I don't, even if I don't reach that student, yeah, yes, I'm called to do everything to the glory of God and the best of my ability to glorify Him. Even if I don't, mm. it, it doesn't change how He views me. No, yeah, He still loves you exactly. He still and paid so the price for you. It and it opens and many people think, oh well, well, how does that? It affects you to to live life. Um. Like he says in Matthew 11, like, my yoke upon you is easy. It's mm-hmm. not saying life will be easy. Mm-hmm. It's saying that you are free from that that bondage of mm-hmm. trying to perform. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because a yoke was a way of, was a work tool for animals. Mm-hmm. And it reveals that, look, my yoke upon you is easy because it's you're not carrying that that cultural view or that what you need to do to make this quota or do things like that also i'm yoked with you yeah you're not doing this you're alone doing on your you're own. not with some other mule that's going to help you get the job done you're yoked with me yeah mm. and so i will say the difference between then and now which even then i still struggle with it mm-hmm. is freedom mm. yeah i love it yeah that's a great answer thank you bro no problem yeah that's really good i had this kind of similar question too um and since, you know, that is something that you do struggle with still a little bit. And I I, I, feel, I do have the same struggles too as well. So what would you advise people who have that comparing or competing mindset on this day-to-day? Like, oh, like, this, even though I, I know I'm my I'm solid and, and my identity is in Christ, mm-hmm. I still compare 
myself to others. And, you know, like, what would you advise someone uh, that struggles with that? Compare yourself to Jesus. Mm, yeah. When you, when you put yourself on the perfect, on the perfect scale, which is the perfect, the one who lived the perfect life, mm-hmm. you will automatically come up short. Oh, yeah. And so you automatically know, hey, I'm closer as much as you, we put people on pedestals. Like we put, yeah. mm-hmm. you talk about LeBron, we put him up there as, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you realize he's just, person. he's just a person. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a person who, the way he lives, I think, as a sector Christ is saving him, lives out and, does mm-hmm. amazing duties to those around him. Yeah. But even then, you're closer to LeBron than you are to Jesus. And I'm not saying yeah. that to compare yourself to make you feel a bit bigger, but compared to Jesus, we're all we're small. All tiny. Yeah. Yep. Yes. That's good. We're, we're all small compared to him. And that allows me to go through go through life saying that, hey, I I'm fallen. I'm I do I'm like I'm selfish. I'm done these things. I'm mm-hmm. wrong. But because of Jesus, I could be made right. Yeah, I love that. There, I was watching a sermon the other day, and one of the the quotes that the pastor made is like, "the the foot of the cross is an even playing field." Mm-hmm. You know, when you put your put that perspective, it's like, "dang, I'm not more, you know, I'm not holier than thou." I'm, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you know, someone's not more righteous than me. Like, we're all at the same level when it, because we're all at the foot of the cross. You know, so right. that just reminded me of that. So that's good. That's good though. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So one thing I want you to talk about is so you mentioned how you love going through scripture and just going from start to finish, mm-hmm. you know, and, and seeing how God is working through all of that. And so my first question I got, I have, I have a second one, but my first question that I have is what would you say the biggest thing you've learned just going from cover to cover, reading all of scripture and just seeing God's hand through all of it. What's the, what's the biggest thing you've learned from that, that you would want to share with our listeners? Um, and that's a hard question. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. it's not as hard as that. There's so many things you get out of yeah, out of yeah, the word, right. and um, I think the first thing that I can say, which is like the main point, is that everything, like we said before, everything points to Jesus in a mm-hmm. way that, in some way, shape, or form, like Genesis, like Jesus was there in the beginning, yeah, and he was there during creation. He mm-hmm. was there orchestrating things, and Exodus, he was the one that led them out and the one and it says like those plagues that he ran that was raining down on egypt it was through jesus like mm-hmm. he was there like when you read through i believe it's hebrews don't quote me on that but uh-huh. yeah yeah but jesus was there and then you think oh okay then what about leviticus leviticus was a start of the sacrificial system you mm-hmm. notice when you read the sacrifices that god tells them to do was after they messed up in some way yeah mm-hmm. totally because and the thing that that I noticed was when they sacrificed, um, it said that that animal will bear your iniquity. Mm. And as we know, in Isaiah, it's like he, like he bore our iniquities. He was mm-hmm. beaten for our transgressions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all of that was transferred unto him. So I got that. You get that from Leviticus and mm-hmm. so on, on. Like, you know, you can keep going through all those texts and all those scriptures and know that in some way, Jesus being shown, portrayed, or foreshadowed in the future. Yes. And so that's the one thing. The main one of the things that I got out of it, which was talking about earlier, um, was like when you when you start to develop that love for um God's word, and I had this quote that that it just came to my spirit one one day I was driving. Yeah. It's like when you have when you have a deep understanding of something shallow, it's very insignificant. 
Mm. When you have a shallow understanding of something deep, it leads to passivity. Mm. But if you have a deep understanding of something deep, it leads to change. Mm. That's good. That's fire. fire. (laughs) Gas. Um, But I mean, it's like we, and the first one's like, we have a deep understanding of things that don't really matter. Yeah. Like I, (laughs) I was like, I was during, I'm on break right now and I was uh, reading through the Harry Potter books and I was just going through them like skimming like like going through like, man that's amazing but in reality what will i do with this information <laughs> yeah 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 it's, totally yeah and then we have some people think well i know i i know the bible this and that and it doesn't lead to anything mm-hmm. it's like you'll i keep bringing up like this illustration with like with uh your daughter yeah like when she gets older you're gonna have to tell her like look that stove is hot don't touch it yeah she heard you. Mm-hmm. She it registered, but if she, it doesn't cause her to change her view of that stove, yeah, she, it's not a deep understanding. It's not a deep understanding. No, it doesn't it, cause any change. Yeah, but when she it registers the point where I'm staying away from it. Yes. that is a the, deep understanding of it. Mm, and can you go even deeper? And than it's that? changing your life. Yes. Yeah. So when we go through God's word and we. Uh, we just shyly go through it. Like we just read for like, what can I get out of it? Or what can, what scripture can I go to? Things like that. Which if, if you're getting your feet wet in the word, that is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's better than just trying to go through life without it. Mm-hmm. But when you're going through it, trying to get a deeper understanding of who God is, who Jesus character is and how the old Testament points to Jesus and how Jesus revealed himself in the flesh in the gospels and how we're supposed to live our life through the letters of, of Paul, Peter, James and things like that. You're able to develop yourself and cause change in your life. Yes. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to, and it causes you to, whatever you thought was great before, you have a deeper hunger for something that's more important, Mm -hmm. which is life in Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's one, that's the other thing that I got out of it. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) And then going off of that, would you mind taking a second and just sharing? Because I think you do such a great job, and this is a gifting you have, I feel Mm -hmm. like, of being able to see jesus anywhere in scripture Mm -hmm. but he like you said he is there right Right. like everything old testament's pointing forward the gospel is his life and then yeah everything else is pointing back to his life right Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for us and our listeners how can you you know if they're trudging through leviticus or Mm -hmm. deuteronomy how can they see jesus in those texts or Mm -hmm. how do you always you know really pull that out and be able to see how god is working through that and how jesus is still there i think having a thorough understanding of the gospel. Mm, Yes. And many people say, well, where would I go if I want to start reading the Bible first? Like, I know Genesis, the first book, should I start there? And I I like the book of John. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think the gospels do a great job in each and all different ways. Like Matthew um, is great with the lineage. It's Mm -hmm. good for that um, Jewish person who's trying to, he's trying to convert to the faith. Yes. Luke is a physician. You see the, the, the miraculous power Jesus had. Yeah, so the details. John is the John is the the book where you see God's love just poured out. Mm. John was impacted by God's love so much he changed his name to Beloved. Yeah, and he he then starts calling people like in his letters later in the New Testament says Beloved mm. because he was impacted by God's love by Christ's love so, so much, much it impacted him. Wow. So I'll start with the book of John because you get to see how the gospel is 
how the gospel was lived, like what the gospel is, yes, um, how we can live it out, and how much how much Jesus Christ prayed for us. Mm, you know, yeah. He prayed for us more in John than like the other gospels. Yeah, like saying you will encounter trouble in John sixteen, and mm-hmm. like all those mm. different prayers he prayed, not just for the people at that time, but even for us. For us, which is so crazy. Yeah, yeah that's so, crazy. So I say have a deeper understanding of like know the gospel. Yes. And then when you know the gospel and what Jesus went through, and when you read a text in Deuteronomy or Numbers, you get you get to see, oh, well, Israel messed up there, but God was gracious enough to um have a system to allow them to be in God's presence. Yes. Or the fact that, oh, when Jesus died, the veil was was cut open. What does that veil come from? Oh, mm. well, reading in Exodus, they built a they built a place where you could only go. They only can go in there once a year, called the holiest of holies. Yeah, and they transferred that to Jerusalem when they were in the land that God promised them. Mm-hmm. So when he, it's I'm nerding out here again. No, please nerd out on the pod, please. Yeah. <laughs> but when he died, it allowed everyone to gain, gain interest there. Yes, that's such good mm-hmm. news. Yeah, and you don't have to go to a priest to get um to get close to god no because jesus is the one and final priest yes that intercedes for us to the this day yes so i think once you know the gospel and you allow that to the holy spirit to work in your heart to de- get a deeper understanding of how much that means to you you start to make connections to everything mm-hmm. from genesis all the way to revelation that's good mm, i love it i love that so much um so Another thing is, I know you talked about, you know, your unwavering faith, right, from your grandma Mm -hmm. Um, and your teacher right now, you know, it's like, how do you live out your faith daily, especially as a teacher? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like a fine line, especially with, you know, government, all those rules and stuff. But Mm -hmm. how do you live out your faith daily? Not even just as a teacher, but also just, just regularly around. Um, I think... Well, first, as a teacher, just having an understanding of grace. Because if I didn't have an understanding of grace, I wouldn't be able to teach well. Right. Because if they mess up, I'm like, well, you bl- you blew it. Yeah. Moving on, and I I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's my job to teach. It's my but I, it's my job. I don't say my job. I have been called by Christ to love others, love yeah. Him, then love others. Mm-hmm. And there's a verse that um. That says if you teach and you cause my these children to, mm. you might as well be cast into the and, ocean with the ocean. with yeah. the with something around your neck. Yeah. Um, and so I take that seriously. Mm. And if I don't have, you know, the uh, Jesus Christ and His grace being poured out on me, I wouldn't have a better view of these children who I need to pour grace onto them as well. Mm, that's good. Mm. Um, as far as everyday life, I still need that to like everyday life mm-hmm. because thing for me I still have that myself I will I have to do this I have to be in the word I, I love it but I still have to do this yeah. and when I feel like I don't have any revel like any new revelation from God's word like I'm messing up that's not the case mm-hmm. you know I need to go through life trying to live out as best I can but knowing that I'm going to fail mm-hmm. yes yeah. the Holy Spirit is what causes the sanctification process yeah. it is not by my own doing I can't white knuckle my way into sanctification yep. no yeah because it's really not it's just behavior modification yeah mm-hmm. so and I think the Holy Spirit trans- like transforms hearts yeah transforms minds he renews it mm-hmm. I just need to be willing and submissive to that and yeah. allowing it to happen 
That's so good. That's so good, Jordan. All of the humility, you know, it's so good. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's encouraging. Uh, it's encouraging. You know, it's a trait of Christ too, you know? Uh, yeah. And I see that in you. That's, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. God's, God's just been working on me. Yeah. And continues to. Yeah. There was, man. you know, when you went back in those times in high school or college, I was like, man, yeah. I'm like, I'm the big man on campus. Oh, yeah. And he honed me quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick. I uh-huh. mean, and many people think, man, God is just like, God was graceful in that. Mm-hmm. They, one of the things that I've learned is that one of the, most graceful and merciful things God can do for someone who continues to go astray is to let them. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean? Okay, well, if you keep going, like that illustration I did with, yeah, like the, with like, the stove, with the stove, mm-hmm. yeah, you keep touching that stove, it's going to get to the point where you're you're mm-hmm. going to cause like damage that like is irreversible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now God is a miraculous healer, but sometimes He lets that scar or like yep. like with Jacob, yeah, He'll let that messed up hip because we don't know. When he wrestled with God, that his hip was put back into place. We, yeah, yeah. for all we know, he still he was still walking with a limp. <laughs> yeah, to remind him, was like, yeah, your name is Israel, but you wrestled with God, and you better know who you won. Better, yeah. yeah, yes. So, I mean, God in His grace allowed me to be broken down, but I mean, the wisdom that I do have from Him and gave me the ability to realize mm-hmm. that's not it. Yeah, there's no oh, there's no life there. Oh wait a minute! I should not be in this crowd. Pray for him, love on him, but yes, you know, companions of fools will cause one to fall. Yep. Mm. So that's all, God. The wisdom that I, that was not me, you know, searching the world for it. It was God blessing me with that, and I, the yeah. searching I did was all in His Word. Yeah, mm. so good. Let's go. That is good. <laughs> amazing, bro. So what, one thing I want you to talk about, because I know it's a part of your story, it's been a part of my story, is battling with depression, mm-hmm. anxiety. You know, just for our listeners who are maybe struggling with the same thing, how can you encourage them? Or, you know, when you're going through something like that, you know, how do you rely on Christ? Because it's, it's a real struggle, and it's mm-hmm. a struggle for a lot of people. And I know I've battled through that. I'm just curious, how, how, how is it for you? Um, right now I'm reading this book. Um, I forgot the author's name. It's called Gentle and Lowly. Mm. And it's basically how how Christ views sufferers and sinners. Mm. And one of the things that I tell people who are depressed is just, first off, acknowledge that you're depressed right now. Yeah. Um, Jesus acknowledged the emotions he felt. Mm-hmm. You know, he wept, even though he knew the outcome of what was taking place. He knew the outcome. He, he was moved to, compa- moved to compassion. Yeah. Um, That's a great point. The Psalms... Mm. More than half of those are lamenting songs, meaning they are, Lord, what's going on? I am sad. Mm-hmm. I am depressed. I need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking um, earlier, like Elijah. Elijah had the, yes. imagine being able to deal with uh, people who are coming after you because of your faith. Yeah. And it just not only prove it, but destroy them in the process. Yeah. But then a few verses later, you have, you're in a cave. Like I don't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's seen God's full power. Yeah, and, and still, it was in that place. He was like, I, I'm no, I'm no better than my my fathers before me. Just Lord, take my life. I'm done. Mm. And even then, you see how God, you see how God provided and picked him up, and he was able to run to the next, yeah. n- the next place. But first off, acknowledge where you're at, mm. and then acknowledge that. Um, this is a fallen world. Mm-hmm. When people people think, oh, well, God is, I'm Job right now. God is allowing this to happen. I mean, yes, yes, God is, he's still sovereign in it. 
Mm-hmm. He's his he's still good through it all. But mm-hmm. I mean, just realize where to fall when people die, it's not because God is calling them home or God's like, Well, you messed up calling you back. Mm-hmm. No. We live uh-huh. in a fallen world where yeah. people have free will and their decisions can impact other people. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. And I mean, so I th- when you go with that and then have this deep understanding of this, of God's grace, me going through this is not punishment for what I've done, mm. nor is the goodness that I did because I was doing good. Right. Mm. When you have that, you, if you don't have the understanding, everything that's happening to you is because of your wrongful demerit or merit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But when you have an understanding like God is grace, God shows his grace all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see it as, okay. But even then, the next thing you do is just make sure you surround all people who can point you to Christ. Yes. You know, completely. I think one of the only good things in Job that his that his Job's friends, so called friends, did, yeah, was they just they sat there with him. They were there mm-hmm. with him, yeah. right? That, they just sat. I think it was seven days. Yeah. Now, I'm not calling anybody to be that big of a saint, but being having people that can be there for you, yeah. yes, and yes, give you time to vent, give you time to speak out and how you truly feel, um, but then have people who know Christ well enough and know his word well enough to pour truth into you. Yeah. Um I had when I when I was had when I had friends before I came to know or started living for Christ more, I had friends that would just have let me have a pity party. Mm. They they just said, okay, I'm here for you, this and that. And they would try to lead me to places where I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. lead me to vices that doesn't help at yeah, all. Yeah, it's not gonna mm-hmm. help the problem. But now I have people who I know for a fact when I'm in a pity party, I was like, okay, I know what they're going to say. So I'm going to vent for a bit, but then they're going to, they're not going to let me sit there. They're going to pull me up. Yeah. Mm. And they're going to drag me back to the foot of the cross. Like, mm, look, so good. You're going through this. It hurts. This sucks. 2020 was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, but this, this person died for you so mm-hmm. that you don't have to go through, like, 2020 is cake to what we was destined for. Yes. Right? Yeah. And when you have friends that can do that, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, then game changer. It, it still hurts. Like you'll still feel pain. Yeah. Yeah. Like John 16, you will encounter trouble, but take mm-hmm. heart. Jesus overcame the world mm-hmm. so that you can go through life knowing that, Hey, he overcame it so that I don't, I have eternal life. Yes. This is not my home. This is not my address. My address is in heaven. Yeah. So I'm so waiting good. for that. Waiting for that. Watch time to move in there. Yes. yes. So let's go. That's so encouraging. So encouraging, bro. Yeah. I love it. Um, the last last question I have for you, Jordan. Uh, first off, I, I freaking love your hunger for the word and your yeah. desire to get to know uh, more uh, more of God's character. It's making me encouraged and like I'm just like, all right, crap. I'm about to read the whole Bible after this. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for real, like I love that. Um, and you know, me and Clay also lead a lead a Bible study, and I. I I think the com- most common thing that people struggle with is getting into the word consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also comes from like your want and your desire to mm-hmm. to get to know Jesus, right? Yeah. What would you say to people who lack that desire? Uh, what advice would you give for someone who just, gosh, it seems like every day, every minute, you're just like, man, I just want God's word. Like, what's kind of the biggest advice you'd give? Um, I would say just ha- continue, let that desire be there. But don't let it cause you to turn into a performance based. Mm, Meaning, you don't need to read a book out of the Bible a day. 
Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have time to read a chapter, which I encourage, mm-hmm. I read through the first. I read. I have read through the Bible two and a half times. Mm-hmm. The first time, I be honest, towards the end, I was like, "All right, let's go." I see the finish line. Let me speed through. Sure. Second time, I was like, "But this time, it's taking me longer because I want." There's days I just read a chunk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, I can get so much out of that chunk. Yeah, that can lead me more totally. in my life than reading two or three chapters, and I'm like, "What did I just read?" Yeah, yes, totally. You know, Great like point. I don't want to treat the Bible. Yes, Bible. The Bible is supposed to be a place where you learn. But I don't want to treat it like a classroom. Mm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we've been in like yeah. we've been in class for like, man, this part I don't get. I'm just gonna snooze and forget about it. But yeah. when you just go through a chunk mm-hmm. and think, okay, what can I get out of that chunk? Mm-hmm. Then that's better than you reading the Bible in two or three weeks. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I'll say that and place, time, and in place, time and setting. So when I say place, try to get into a rhythm of knowing where you can go to God. Mm-hmm. And I say settings like make sure it's a time where you can be. I like to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Now I don't say I don't. I have people around me. That mm-hmm. can that's also reading, and if I have a question, I can, you know, popcorn off them. What are you getting from this? Mm-hmm. Like the journey of life is not meant to do alone, but there's there needs to be time of devotion to God. Oh yeah. So I say pick a time. Uh, for me, um, I get to school early. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I get to school early, and whether that could be twenty five minutes or it could be forty five, sometimes even an hour, mm-hmm. depending on how much sleep I can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I know I don't even sit at the desk I do work at. I go to the corner of the classroom where I can just nobody can see me in the room. Mm-hmm. And there's there's times I tell my principal like I'm sorry, I got here early not to get started with work. I got here mm. early because like you have your coffee, this is mine. Mm. Yes. And so time, place, um, and then just that setting of getting into where you can be alone and you can. You cannot be. I don't even like using the phone. My phone for a Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will right. carry two, three Bibles just to make sure I don't use my phone. Uh huh. Because our lives are practically like everyone has a smartphone. Yeah. And we have our calendar. We have our yeah. schedule. We so have many distractions. Distractions. Email. I I I I I need that time away from it. I yeah. put my phone on my work desk yeah. and I go back to my worship desk. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you just do that and then just try to make it consistent and just, you know, don't make it a performance. Yeah. Yes. Like that. You know, something that I learned is that like when things start feeling just all the same, mm-hmm. change, change it up. Right. Cause sometimes I get into a rhythm where I'm okay. Have my quiet time in the morning and I'm, I'm, I'm going through, but then I'm just like, ah, oh, it just seems like it's a checklist. So I need to switch something up. Mm-hmm. So then I would just go take a walk, mm-hmm. you know, essentially get my heart ready before even entering and even considering thinking about going into the God's word, you yeah. know? Um, so that's, that's another thing I'd add I on like top that. of that too, as yeah. well. Um, I started fun. doing something two weeks ago, um, uh, where I spend two minutes before and two minutes after and just silence. Mm. And good. I, I was in my mind. I was like, "Okay, God speaks to me through His Word, so I need to be in His Word, understanding what He's meaning, understanding yep. the context, and yep. going from there." But you know, God still talks through the stillness of silence. Oh yeah, hundred yes. percent. So, and plus that allows me to focus. Like if I feel my mind, like we know when our mind is about to wander. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I can be. I'm self aware enough to know that I could be sitting in silence. And I'm like, 
man, I'm hungry. What's for dinner? Right. Mm. I I immediately right. like use a word to where I'm like, like father, I'm here. like father, I'm here. So that brings my mind back. Mm. Um, but like you said, sometimes it's good to switch things up. Mm. Sometimes a walk will do. Sometimes I remember last summer, I I went on a hiking trip. It was the first time me hiking. Mm. And we nice. went to a mountain, and. I just remember just worshiping on the mountain because mm, I never so experienced good. that before. I when I see a mountain, the first thing is weird. The first thing that comes to my mind is God said he with the with he can destroy it. He can move it with the yeah. word. <laughs> and I'm looking like, at like what? Pike's Peak, like that. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna question it. But like, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes a change of scenery can allow you to be filled more because yeah, you I get agree. to see um, God's creation that cause you to go into worship and that cause you to pick things out of his words like man yeah it gives you like a shot of a spiritual high that makes sense yes totally i know even like once uh the other day i just started listening to worship because my heart was not ready to take in god's word Mm -hmm. i was like i'm just listening to you know a couple couple worship songs and then i started worshiping and i was like all right i'm ready you know like um i know another thing my girlfriend does she journals before Mm-hmm. Gets in the word, then journals after mm-hmm. to to realize like like this is where I was before, and then this is how I am feeling after getting into God's presence. You know, yeah. so I don't know. There's a couple tips for people out there to you know switch things up. But the point I'm trying to make is, and and Jordan, you, I know you are too. Is like just be right with the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, and then you could take on His word. You know, sure. like but. yeah, I love it. Well, before we close out and pray. Do you have any closing remarks you would want to give to our listeners or any anything you want to leave them with? So, 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 uh, excuse me. SoundCloud? Subscribe to Vod and Clay all day. Hey. <laughs> hey. First off, I got to get that. You got a SoundCloud? SoundCloud? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no um, I would say for, uh, for the listeners, like, my thing is, if I know you, you went on this in your last uh I think one of your last uh, podcast was yeah. What did what is life teaching right now? What did mm-hmm. twenty twenty teach you now? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's January second, so I think one of the things that I learned from twenty twenty was you have yeah. to go through life with your palms open. It's mm. good. I yes. mean, you can't twenty twenty showed you can't grasp to anything really. Yeah, like, I'm a I'm a I'm a grasp on to my my education. Nope, nope. Mm-hmm. I'm a grasp on to uh, my job. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to grasp on to having close time and quality time with my friends. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to, my plans, I'm going to, my plan. Nope. 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 Those are So, what is the only yeah. thing that stayed consistent throughout all of 2020? Mm. And many people don't want to face it, but it's true. What is mm-hmm. the one thing that has not changed? And that is Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. He is the same before, now, and in the future. Yes. And Thanks. if that's the one thing I learned, because even family members, I had, to not trying to end on a sour note, no, I yeah. lost I lost like six people mm. in my family, three of them to COVID. Mm. Wow! And if I don't have the knowledge to know that like, I can't walk around mm. or go through life with my hands cl- clasped, yeah, and trying to control and make things work, I will be tired. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're trying to like pick somebody up with a rope, mm-hmm. trying to pull them in. You have this grip, and you're just trying to control the situation like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. If you can just, I'm not saying let them go, but the thing, sometimes you holding on yeah. so much, trying to have control of the situation is not good. Mm-hmm. There's some like, 
I don't know why I said person, but trying to hold on to things in life. Yeah. Don't don't drop people. <laughs> but sometimes we're holding on to things so, so much tight. that we just need yeah. to let it go. Yeah. Yes. And if God it's wants good. it to stay, it'll stay. Let it stay. Yeah. If he wants if he doesn't let it come back, it's many people think, oh well, God has something better. I think God that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It the point I'm trying to make is if it doesn't come back. That was better for you. Yes, mm, that's good. Yes, we try to we tr- we try to make it think like oh well something better is around the corner or maybe it's like that absence something is going to make you better. Mm. Yes. So I, the last thing I would say um, is go through life with your hands open. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can't God can't take the wrong things out of your hand. He can't put the right things in your hand if you have your hands you know closed. Mm. Yeah. So that's something I would say to our listeners. That's good. Let's go. That's I good. I love that. Bro, thank you. Yeah, thank you, bro. Thanks for having opening me. Opening yeah, up. Yeah. Yes, this is so much fun. Vaughn, do you want to pray for us before we sign off? Absolutely. All right. Jesus, thank you so much for today, Lord. Uh thank you just for um yeah, thank you for your word, Lord. That is true, Lord. Uh, may we just hold tight to that um, in our hearts, Lord. Thank you for your gospel, Jesus. For without it, we are nothing, Lord. Um, with, with, without you, we are nothing, Jesus. And thank you for Jordan for hopping on, mm. uh, sharing a story, because um, ultimately it is your story, Jesus. Thank you the, for the work you've done in his life and that you continue to do, Lord. Lord, I pray for anyone listening, Lord. They, they just feel encouraged, Lord. I, I pray for anyone who just that hasn't placed their faith in you, Lord, that they just take that next step today, right now, in this moment, um, because with it, you have eternal hope, Lord. Mm. Um, so, Jesus, yeah, thank you just again for this opportunity. Thank you for this time, Lord. Um, we just love you, and we entrust this whole podcast and this whole episode to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Boom. Well, Jordan, thank you again, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, this, awesome. is, this is so much fun. Yes, sir. To our awesome listeners, thanks for listening to another episode. If Jordan's story inspired you in any way, maybe stir something up in your heart, Maybe you have questions for us or you want to share your story, hit us up. We always want to talk to you. We always want to encourage you, pray for you, uh, just anything. But yeah, thanks for all the support. We love you all. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Hey, hey. <laughs>